This is Kel McCutcheon with the Patch Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is episode 37 with our podcast series. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. Thank you for tuning in. All right, Help Desk with Joe. What show number is this? Uh, is it 16? Yeah. 16, show 16, all right. So show 16, the important part of what's going on here. Uh, and welcome, Joe, remotely still, but welcome to your show. Glad to be back for another episode. Heck yeah, and uh, plugging right along, we're still doing remote shows, but it's uh, all good. And you got a great lineup for today. <coughs> Excuse me. You're uh, going to talk to us a little bit about Twitter, YouTube TV, and Instagram. And uh, I'm excited for that. And as always, the tip of the week. And tip of the week so far has been home runs. And you're holding steady with uh, providing us with great tips. And that's one of the things that Help Desk with Joe. I really like you help out local consumers, or what I would say consumers in general, along with some commercial stuff. And uh, with your job, A&M Digital Technologies, you're um, a tech guru. And uh, that makes it really nice to have that technology uh, updates, news, and then also the tip of the week for the average person is just fantastic. So we appreciate everything you're doing. Appreciate you taking the time. So as we dwell into this, um, let's get you rolling on your uh, news of the week, I guess, or news updates. All right. So first story of the day. Now this one, this story is a is a small story, but it has a a. Uh, heavy laden on how this impacts the whole show because it's going to affect our tip of the week and all that. So uh, the first topic of discussion for today is Twitter announced yesterday that they are offering employees, uh, certain groups of employees, if their job allows them to do it, to pretty much work remotely from home forever. Wow. So they're just transitioning straight out to stay at home and do your job. Yes. And we talked a little bit about that being the norm, uh, or I guess in general, standards that will become the norm now because of this um, protocol that everyone's had to follow, how many of those type of protocols would just become the norm? And so Twitter's starting right. it already. Uh, and that's the thing, uh, you know, you know, we've always heard for years, well, in the future, You'll work from home, you'll attend school from home, and, and you know, you'll do, you pretty much never leave the house unless you need to go somewhere and get something. Well, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The Jetsons coming true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume, what's your opinion on, I assume this will become more commonplace, but what's your opinion on that? Because I know as an employer here at Pats, we hire a lot of people, and, you know, working from home because we work with kids just isn't an option, but. As an employer, I would be concerned that they would actually take care of their workload. They wouldn't get distracted. You know, work would be sloppy because I uh, have a slight bit of OCD in me, and that makes me think that an employee working from home would be more lax and would make more mistakes. And I think I'm a conversation person as well. I like seeing people in person. I like having those conversations and seeing what facial expressions and so forth to kind of gauge a situation. What's your opinion on that? Well, this is actually something Tim and I have actually discussed at length during all this is, okay, the companies are making these decisions to have employees from home. When, you know, once 
things, you know, as things are starting to slowly move back to some level of normalcy, how many of these countries are actually going to take this step and say, okay, we found out this worked, and this is what Twitter said, is they, they're seeing that this works, so why mess up a good thing? And there's so many, I mean, don't get me wrong, with any situation there's positive and negative, so I mean, that's a given. But there's so many positives that outweigh the negatives, it's just crazy. For example, liability insurance for the business. That goes down because you have less employees being on site and less risk of somebody tripping, falling, whatever. You have yes, less utility uh, costs because you don't have as many lights on, you don't have to run air conditioners as much, you don't have as much many people using the bathroom and all that. So you have that plus on the employee side, that, that's less wear and tear on their vehicles. They let, they have to buy you know gas less. They have less wear and tear. Have to buy new tires and oil changes, all that. Plus just the convenience of you get up in the morning, you're there. You know, around here, a lot of people have that commute, uh, hour or more commute to work. Well, uh, if your commute is 30 seconds, I was talking to a gentleman when he started, he was having to start working home back in February, March, when all that started. He said, I'm loving it. He said, I'm saving two hours a day. I said, well, hold up. Don't let your employer know that. He said, no. He said, I'm getting my work done. He said, I'm saving two hours a day just on commute. Yeah, that that's would one be, thing that I never. Sorry, yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, because around here, I mean, you get a drive to Charleston or Perrysburg, they're an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, easy, depending on where you have to go. Right. And uh, you know, that's anywhere from two hours a day of your life in a car versus, you know, and some we had some folks here that were working at the Toyota plant, you know, and that's a good hour and a half, hour and forty-five one way. So now they're they're spending three hours in a car a day. That's three hours you can get back with your family, three hours you can coach sports with your kids. You know, it's three hours to do whatever. Maintenance around your house if you're my wife who has that honeydew list. So, yeah, that's a lot of time to get back. Right. Yeah, so Twitter wasn't the first one to actually start doing this. Facebook, uh, CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and Google's uh, Sunday, Sundar uh, Chai are actually urging their employees to stay home and work until next year right right well you know there's a lot of benefits to it as long as the work gets done i guess that's the bottom line and uh, they'll make it work one way or another right now that's actually talking to a friend of mine last week uh she works for one of the, the big employers in charleston last week and she said that they're actually uh working on sending employees home and and that's what she, i was actually talking to her because she had an employee working from home and and she needed some some uh, network extenders and stuff like that to, to get her stuff from working from home. So, and I was talking to her about. It, I said, you know, are they actually looking at doing this permanently? And she said, absolutely. Yeah. She said, right now the, the company is in a uh, beta testing phase, saying, okay, we're going to send this group home for this period of time, and here's your checklist. So, and they're saying so far the results have been nothing but positive just based on their their home and they're getting the work done. And actually some of them they're actually seeing improvements on because they're not sitting there talking to everybody. They're, they're in their space. They're by themselves. They're getting their work done. Yeah, cutting down on that lunch hour and cutting down on the uh, chitter-chatter at the water jug. 
Huh. Interesting. Okay, so there's a lot of things here that our society will uh, adapt to or not adapt to here in the coming future, just based off of the response to the COVID-19. So it'll be interesting. I, I know uh, it's hard for me to grasp just because we're, we're in a service industry for kids, and that face-to-face -face is what we do. Um, so I, I'm not familiar with it, but uh, that's great to see companies that are making it work and are able to keep their employees working even if it's at from home uh, that, and if it helps their employees and especially their productivity and their happiness that's wonderful uh, and i think this whole virus is something that uh, put a spotlight on look if you already had your employees at home you don't have to deal with this uh chaos of oh, we didn't have a plan B in place. Now you have plan B in place. You know plan B is working, so you know you can now move out up to plan A, so then, yep. heaven forbid, something like this happens again, you've already got the safety, in the safety net in place of, okay, we don't have to worry about an outbreak in the office because there's nobody here. Right, right. Yeah, it definitely cuts down on your safety protocol. Nice. Okay. Well, um, on to number two. Tell us about YouTube TV and some stuff happening there. Yeah, so YouTube TV subscribers, uh, get ready. You have more channels coming your way. Wow. You, YouTube TV cut, it, uh, cut a deal with Viacom uh, saying that they're actually going to be getting more channels, uh, including, and they have a list here, and I'll go over here in a second. So uh, they are planning on the Viacom CBS. They merged uh, last year, year before. So they announced last Thursday that they've expanded their distribution deal with Google to bring more channels to YouTube TV subscribers. So this is going to include the, the regular CBS broadcast stations, so our local WOWK Channel 13 affiliate, CBS Sports, Pop TV, the Smithsonian Channel, and the CW. However, accessing, adding access to the 14 Viacom CBS channels to the live TV uh membership as well. So they're going to add Nickelodeon, MTV, Paramount Network, TV Land, and plus uh, BET, MTV2, Nick Jr., Nicktoons, Teen Nick, and MTV Classic are coming your way if you're a YouTube TV subscriber. Wow. So the entertainment field's really getting ramped up here with the uh, YouTube TVs, Amazon, Netflix. They, they're really going, uh, well, I assume they're seeing huge uh, numbers go their way because of the everybody staying home more. Um, so that's that's a new market that's really just blowing up. Yeah, I mean, this is a uh, usually the way the market goes. It's usually in favor of the content provider or it's in favor of the distributor. Well, right now, it's kind of a free-for-all that everybody's making money. So, you know, everybody's wanting to make these deals happen so then everybody can, can profit from it. It's kind of crazy. Plus, benefit of it and, and in the end it's one of those rare occasions where the consumer is actually benefiting from this whole everybody trying to cut cut deals and make deals right right well that's good news for the consumers and that's it's not often the consumers are on the good end of that so that's great to see now um right what, what do you do you expect and to see more of that happening still like i know we're we're pretty good ways into this, and everybody's talking about getting back to normal and so forth. Do you think it'll continue to have this war wage um, and deals being made to continue down this road? Yeah, I I predict that this is going to, this is uh, going to continue on because it's one of those the companies are always 
uh, trying to buy for the best deal. Right. And I think seeing that, okay, everybody's staying home and, and seeing these numbers, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, if they base it off just last quarter numbers, seeing everybody staying home watching TV, that is really going to be a heavy, uh, heavy chip to play on the deal as far as saying, hey, look, we have all these, you know, we have all these people watching. Don't you want your content on our platform or on the content provider saying, hey, don't you want us on your network? Look, look how many people are watching this. So it's kind of funny to watch it that way. But the numbers are so heavy, heavily padded, and and stars padded meaning they are legitimate numbers. But seeing this un, uh, unexpected spike in numbers, it's really going to be interesting to play and see how this all comes through when, as life starts to get back to normal, people starting to get back out. That you know, less people going to be home watching TV, considering it's summertime and all that. So it's going to be interesting to see both sides play that chip, saying, "Oh yeah, look how big our numbers are." Yeah, but life's getting back to normal, and the here's the real numbers. <laughs> right, right. You'll have that, you know, the bell curve. It'll come back down once people get outside, especially here in the summertime. Right, and, and you know, it's one of those things you will see a drop, but I'm anxious to see how much of a drop it will be, if it'll actually be a huge drop or just a little small drop and and subscribers and all that. Because I think yeah. this has actually been a time for them to actually, for the consumers, say, okay, yeah, we use this or, or – We've used this service, and we actually like it better. So it'd be anxious to see how many people tried new services through all this and how many of them actually stick around. Yeah, I agree, because this gives people the opportunity to try something that normally they wouldn't wouldn't have because they didn't have time or didn't have the need. Now they have time and the need, so they'll try something new as well, and if they like it, they'll stick with it. So that's good opportunity for those companies. So, Twitter, YouTube TV, you got one more social media to go here. Let's go ahead and hit it. Yeah, so Instagram announced that they have added a new content filtering system to help stop, well, not stop, but help fight the battle against bullying. Nice. There's always room to help work on cyberbullying. That's a big issue. We talk with our students about it quite a bit. Our Take It From Us members go into the schools, and I believe, uh, Kale... You uh, just did a cyberbullying session uh, the other day on our Facebook page. Talk a little bit about that. Do you remember any of the information about bullying? Um, 20% of kids get bullied, and then 70% say they've seen bullying. Yeah, that's a nationwide, both nationwide statistics. So uh, that's one of the things our Take It From Us kids always address. Is that, um, do you remember when you went into the schools and talked about it, how the reaction was from the students? Did they take it well? Were they interested? Or were they just like, yeah, it happens and left it? Let I it think roll? I had a test that day. Oh, you didn't go on that one? No. <laughs> All right, Kale's one of our Take It From Us members. It goes into school each month. But, of course, their academics come first, uh, and they go first thing in the morning into every school in our county and talk to every student in every classroom, just make their way through the classrooms. So uh, never mind then. I was trying to draw you into the conversation and – Lost out to a test in science, I'm sure, because that's what he has first period there. Okay, so, Joe, we hijacked your story for a second. Get us back to Instagram. Well, that's all right, and I just want to add a point on that. As far as the cyberbullying and stuff goes, uh, there's, a, there's a movie out that's been out for a few years now. If you get a chance to see it or if you can find it, definitely watch it. It's called Cyberbully. 
it's a, it's a fictional story, but it actually kind of puts in spotlight of, you know, Dave and I, you know, we're kind of showing our age on this, but yeah. when these kids, you, you had bullies, but you only had to deal with them at school, and once you use out, you know, once you use at home for the day, home was kind of your safe place. Right, right. Well, with cyber, with, with cyber bullying, the bullying doesn't stop. I mean, once you come home from school, it just continues on, so you literally have no safe place if you're if you have an online presence, you know, that the the bad stuff you deal with at school just pretty much follows you home and there's no way of running from it. And and it's a story about a teenage girl that, that she's dealing with that. And, and it's really interesting to watch because it's one of those things that, yeah, you hear the term cyberbullying, but until you actually see it play out, it, it's just a term that you, yeah, yeah, that's what the kids do. But until you actually see it play out, you actually see that, okay, this is a little more serious because this isn't something that we as parents dealt with when we as kids because, yeah, you had bullies, but this is like to the next level. Yeah, and this is something, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sure everybody that has social media, Facebook or whatever, you see it all the time. Uh, celebrities, political figures, everybody is throwing shade out on other people across the board, so it's almost become the norm with adults, which scares me because then it'll become the norm with their kids. And other and kids in general as they see that play out so it's really tough because uh, you know and like say entertainment across the board there's always a story about hubbub from uh, one actor commenting on this or a politician commenting on that it's it's just the normal now to kind of see uh, that play out and uh, that gets scary because as you said cyberbullying is a serious issue and something that's hard to address when you have role models or people that are supposed to be role models, um, using their platform for a negative uh, effect, I guess. So it's, it's hard. Right. That's become kind of the normal now. And, uh, so is so, there... But, but Instagram... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, how's Instagram ahead. addressing this? So Instagram, they are releasing three new features that uh, for users that are harassing, that are... Uh, receiving harassment, cyberbullying, whatever you want to call it, uh, these new features are going to actually help you uh, put the control back in your hands instead of just being a victim. You actually have uh, a way to control this. So one of the new features they're testing is make it easier for users to control which comments uh, that are visible on their feeds. Yeah. Okay. So there's a new new pin, there's a new pin comment feature that lets users choose which comments they want to draw attention to. So let's say Kel has an Instagram and he takes a picture, posts it on there. So instead of you know letting it just kind of run wild and whoever has the most comments and likes gets to the top, Kel can say no, only these comments make it to the top. The rest of you. Uh, nonsensical people that just want to post negativity you're either at the bottom or you're gone right now is this already started yeah this is something they're actually testing and starting to roll out so okay. if you don't already have it it is coming i'm not a big instagram so, person i'm not a huge facebooker either but uh, i know kale you have an instagram account for your pole vaulting and soccer stuff that you do have you seen this already or do you know anything about it new to you yeah i've never heard of it okay is that something that you are would be interested in? No, I don't really. I don't care what people say. 
It's fine. So you don't pay attention to reactions to your videos and stuff that you throw out? No, I just post those so I have them, All and right. then I can clear space. Okay. Like, that's the way to save my videos. Gotcha. So you're using it as a storage space less yeah. than... So are you saying you don't look at the comments on the videos and stuff you do? I mean, I'll... That's a loaded pop, question, by the way. They'll pop up on my uh, <laughs> notification feed, and then I'll just... I don't really get on that unless I need to post, like, videos and I'm running out of room. Is there... Storage. No, that's Instagram. What about other platforms? Do you do, you do Twitter? No. No, I didn't think so. All right. I have one, but I don't check it. Right. Okay, so apparently I'm uh, a parent of a teen that is not very socially media-driven. Or at least that's what he's saying today. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, is that a feature? Well, no, that, that's not, no, go ahead. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, that's been our role is don't put too much stock in uh, what people say, especially the keyboard warriors out there, because it's easy for somebody to sit behind their keyboard and throw out whatever, spew out whatever nonsense they want to to try to make themselves feel better. So it's a hard, hard uh platform to adjust to and to regulate but um we'll see how it plays out is that something that does interest you as a, an instagram user i mean it could be if i posted like like i know the celebrities post all this like photo shoot things and they probably could use it but yeah i don't post very much so okay all right well we'll have to find somebody that's uh more aggressive in Instagram to see how this works out at some point and maybe come back circle back to it and see how it's working like I know all the girls right like all the girls they post since quarantine's here they post every other day or something like that <laughs> and then all their friends go on there and comment so well speaking of that do you see is that you threw out the statistic 20% of teens have seen and or been involved in bullying that they'll admit to nationwide is that does that seem like a fair estimate in your mind? Do you see any online bullying happen, or uh, what's your been your experience with it? I don't. I haven't seen. Like I don't remember much. Okay. But I only follow so many people. Like the people. Are you I, the online bully? Is that why you don't see or remember? I don't comment on people's posts. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no but, that, that's a joke, but. So is that something you don't notice a whole lot of it then? Do you feel like it's an issue? Have you talked to people and uh, had anybody say, man, it's a bullying issue here or there? Mm, not granted, a, we've been out of school for two months now. but Yeah. Like, I only follow most people from here. Yeah. And then I follow, like, bigger athletic pages. But from here, people are only saying good stuff about all their friends. Right. And then on the bigger pages I see it doesn't doesn't register with you no. okay yeah that's and that's kind of the content I guess you follow is um, gonna determine how much of that you'll see I don't know what's your opinion on that Joe is that does that seem right the content that you follow like you like he's saying he follows people that pole vault and soccer players and and most of their stuff is positive because you want to shed your workouts and your accomplishments in a positive manner and less opinion oriented, I guess. Is that something that you see as well? Yeah, it's one of those that's literally depends on the user. And some people are like Kale and use it for the good reasons. And that was the whole intent of social media. And social media started back in the early 2000s was for you to connect with family and friends 
and share the positive things, you know, share family vacations, stuff like that. But people just turn this, and not just Instagram, just all social media into such a cesspool of negativity and hatred that it, that it, it's, at times it's an awful place to be on because there's, there's no silver lining to any of it. It's just people, you know, slamming each other, bashing each other, doing whatever they can to tear each other down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And I, I agree with you back, I don't know, probably a couple of years ago. I haven't added anybody on my Facebook page forever, which I'm old school. I didn't use it a whole lot anyway, but, um, uh, you know, and it, it's easy to go through. And if someone has negative stuff, just, yep, delete or unfriend. That's what it's called, unfriend, unfriend, and go on about my business because I don't care that much. But uh, there are a lot of people that have to get their negativity out, unfortunately, and that's how it works. But uh, glad to see Instagram taking some positive steps. That'll... That makes me feel better for kids, and I worry. We work with kids, and I worry a lot because there's so much transition. There's a lot of um, transition, not only age-wise, but emotionally-wise and socially. Um, that those issues are are hard on kids, especially tweens or teenagers, as they go through the stages of development and change. Um, they are more empathetic towards those views and what people think of them and how they're viewed and that that gets rough so you know a person can only take so much negative banter before they uh, start to really feel the impact so that's great to see that instagram has uh, given users some control yeah and the other two tools they have the other one the second one they have always before if he's going to go through and delete your comments you'd have to actually do it one at a time so they're actually helping uh control what they call swarming yep and that's where Kel posts a picture and then all of a sudden within five minutes 40 people go in there and just start hounding him with negative comments well this new tool actually lets you be able to select 25 comments at once and either just block everybody that's making the negative comments or restrict them uh from you know doing certain things with your account as far as posting comments and stuff like that it gives you the control to just you know take this group of people and just start you know handling it the right way nice okay that sounds awesome that's a good move on their part as well because you know it's tedious to go through one by one by one so right and and then the the last tool that they've added is actually really great because this from my standpoint this is one of those it kind of covers both sides of the fence it actually control, lets users control who mentions or tags them in posts. So, so if uh, someone posts something negative and they want to tag Kel in it for whatever reason, you know, to either include him or say that you know this is a negative response to him, Kel can actually go in there and choose who can tag him and and who can actually mention him in that post. So that actually helps give the bullies less control because in Kel's, you know, in Kel's case, Kel can say, okay, you, you, and you, you can post, tag, comment, whatever about me, but you, you, and you, you can only look, you can't do anything else. Right. Nice. Yeah, that's really good then. All right. Well, that's a good social and uh, positive uh, issue for Instagram to tackle. Hopefully the rest of the social media groups will start following in line as well and help look after our kids because that's, that's the hard part. Adults have thicker skin. You know, they've got a little bit of life worn into them. Kids uh, do not have that filter, nor do they have the uh, emotional capabilities to handle that. And just so uh, we're all on the same page here, Kale, do you know when the male brain 
has uh, finished developing. What age? 26. There you go, 26. He was paying attention in one of his classes. So the male brain does not stop developing until age 26. So that's a lot of growing up to do before you start to mature. <coughs> I'm gonna say yes. She'll probably tell you a different age. Well, that's yeah. I'm, I'm sure my wife would say the same thing. I'm still uh, growing and developing, and pretty 99.9 percent of the time, I've never grown up. But uh, you know, technically, <laughs> I should have learned these lessons yeah. by 26. But uh, realistically, yeah, not so much. I still do a lot of dumb things. So, God. we're we're slow learners. Buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're just a non-learner, as my wife would probably yeah. say. I stabbed myself in the hand with a screw the other day, and I could see uh, Kel over here giving me the, yeah, you ought to know better look when it happened. And I just, <laughs> I just grimaced and went on and said, yep, I'm 46 years old and still learning these silly lessons. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's how it goes sometimes. All right, well, let's move on to my favorite part of the show, and that is the tip of the week. All right, sir. We're going to come back around to our first news story about working from home, and I'm actually going to give you five tips on uh, if you have the option to work from home and how to prep yourself to work from home. So, like I said, you know, this is something new for everybody, so this is kind of uh, five tips on how to transition and, and get ready in case you either, one, have to, or two, your job allows you and you choose to work from home. Now, i got to ask up front. Is one of the tips wear pants while you're on Zoom calls to avoid all the mishaps okay, now we've we been have, seeing lately? Now we have six tips. Six <laughs> tips. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've gotten a kick out of that. Uh, one of my friends had sent sent me a, a video clip that showed a Zoom meeting, and the guy gets up and turns around to grab something real quick, and everybody's like, "Uh, Jim." Um, pants maybe and he's like oh sorry and he jumps back down the seat real quick but i was like yeah that that, yeah. Would, that would be one of our meetings somebody'd have their suit and tie and suit coat on and and i don't wear any of those but somebody would be in our meeting and sure enough be in their boxers underneath their gym shorts and working at home by golly you only got to dress from the waist up really yeah and, that, and that's only on days you have zoom calls every other right, day yeah otherwise you stay uh, in your jammies. T-shirt and pajama bottom yep yeah <laughs> so Interesting stuff. All right, well, let's go with the real tips of the week here and go with the five that matter. So, so you brought up tip number one, make sure you're having, you are dressed at least in my video conferences. There you go, yep. Uh, tip number two, if see it, check with your employer and see if they actually offer it. See if your job is in a position that allows you to work from home now. You know, there's some jobs you know, that's just not possible. And I'm going to classify those as what we've seen lately, the essential jobs, you know, right, the, right. the the doctors, the nurses, the healthcare workers, the, the restaurant employees, those are jobs that don't have the option to work from home. But there are some jobs, you know, in those facilities that actually give you the ability, you know, for example, in the healthcare industry, you know, just because you work in a hospital doesn't necessarily mean you have to be there. If yeah. you work in, you know, the billing department, you you know, you may be able to actually work from home but still be employed in a business that's considered essential. And I, I'm just, I'd like to make a little asterisk here for all the billing healthcare workers. 
Uh, that's Joe saying you can work from home, not me at all. I can see where this is going. <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, wait a minute. Whoa, I'm in billing at a hospital. Joe says I can work from home. Boss, listen to this. Yeah. And get us all in trouble. <laughs> they're going to be like, who's this Joe guy, well, Dave guy that don't know what they're talking about? But now nah, I'm joking. Well, well. But you're right. Well, now, there, I, I'm there. bringing up. I'm, I'm bringing up the healthcare uh, billing departments because I do know that <laughs> a lot of the hospitals in the area, they actually, when all this started, they those were the types of employees that they were sending home to work remotely. So, right. so you, I, I'm throwing that out because... Yeah, and you do that. That's part of what you do with A&M Digital Technologies is uh, technical help for big businesses, hospitals, community organizations, civic organizations. So, yeah, you know what you're talking about there. I was just joking about the whole billing department yeah. so anybody in billing at a hospital feel free to throw joe under the bus i'm you're right yes please feel free <laughs> if senior were here she'd be smacking both of us in the back of the head saying straighten up boys exactly <laughs> but yeah no uh, so yeah you're right there and that definitely I, going back to uh twitter and working from home um i agree with your assessment a lot of these businesses will will have to be forced to look at this and say okay you know this and for employees, you could make a case and say, okay, I, I don't really have to be here or maybe even be here part-time on site, and my job can be done from home, and that's something that uh, that they definitely should and can look at now. That standard has been set, right. I guess. Right, and it's one of those, you know, somebody may say, well, if you can work from home, that means your job's not critical. That, uh, that actually is the opposite. Right. You know, for example, hospitals. Hospitals don't have to have bills coming in or people paying their bills and bills being processed to to have money to keep everybody employed and, and to run the facility. But just because you're not sitting physically in an op, in, in a, a, a cubicle at the hospital doesn't mean your job isn't critical as far as trying to get that done. Just because you can do it off-site doesn't change the importance of the job. Right, and I, and you know, and I think that's just the traditional sense that we all have that says if you're not sitting right here at a desk and a phone, then you're not working. Um, I think our views on that will forever be changed now. And people, you know, I keep saying, I've said it once in this show, but, uh, you know, I'm old school where that factory mentality of, hey, you got to be right here where everybody can see the work you're doing on site, be on time. You know, that that's the work environment when in reality, you know, our world's changing. And that's just how it is. Um, so that's that's an important point to keep in mind. You can't be that stick in the mud that just says change is bad, no matter what. Because uh, you know our kids every day are proving us that change is how it works. And I'm sure Joe, you and I, even though we're a little older, um, you know when we were teenagers, twenty somethings, starting our jobs and stuff, say this is gonna this will have to be better. And there are other alternatives and ways to adapt. So. Uh, it's coming. Right. And, Prepare for it. Yeah, and it's one of those, you know, we, we've always heard and talked about that in the future, people will be working from home. Well, yep. we're here. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> this is the step. So. Whether, whether we like it or not, we're here. So now's the time to, you know, don't jump in at full, part, you know, full head first, but, you know, let's take a look at it and try to embrace it and say, okay, now's the opportunity to actually take advantage of this. Let's start using this as a possibility instead of, well, in the future, in the future. Let's actually, you know, put boots on the ground, as they say, to let's actually make this, you know, possible. Yep. Well, that's wonderful. And that's, you know, that uh, people are taking advantage of that. And that's a great tip, you know, 
look at your options, look at the pros and cons, talk to your boss about it, talk to your company about it, whatever the case may be. If it's an option that works for you, make it work. And, uh, you know, right. And something we can definitely look at now that's being put in place. All right. So tip number three. And it's one of those, it's a big question mark in our area. Hey, make sure your home internet speeds are compatible with what your job requires you to do. Yeah, man, that's a good one. Because that would be the next thing. Is the yeah. infrastructure in place? We were just talking here at our job. They want to host a uh, regional training. And I pulled a play out of my Joe A&M Digital Technologies book and said, wait a minute, do we have the infrastructure to do a five-state training and do it live? Do we have that ability? Because half the people were freezing up on the the zoom call they were they used something else to the department of ed but uh, you know half the people couldn't talk and their video would freeze up and i was like i don't know we can't even host a a 20 person meeting here through the state's infrastructure much less do a regional deal that would have you know four four thousand people um so yeah i don't know that that's a great point joe that's a good one that's why we like you technology guys you think of those things well, it's funny you, you mentioned a, a multi-state deal. Dean uh, and I, we was talking with uh, a person about one of the local youth organizations through the schools that they was actually they had a state conference. Well, it got canceled because of all this, and they're actually trying to look at doing it online. Then there was even discussions of the national conference being placed completely online, and they asked us. They said, and this is something we've done for much few years and we've actually helped out with the state conference and they said would you be interested in doing the state conference if it's still doing the state conference if it's online sure no problem okay would you be interested in helping and participating in the national conference if if it goes online and we and we turned down to no because <laughs> yeah. we know what can happen just like you said you had 20 people on and then half of them couldn't work and i am not projecting myself to that whole being the first one doing this being the first out of the gate subjecting myself to that well <laughs> what's what do they always say the first one through the wall always gets bloody so yeah that, that's how it works you know and that's how i was giggling yesterday to myself because the lady uh in charge at the state level she was the one that froze most of anybody and i was like my goodness you know you're <laughs> you're hosting this deal and you're freezing up like crazy and then talking to us out here in more rural areas about hey you gotta start looking at what we're doing here and you know get in contact with your kids and and offer it to more places and ensure that kids are getting on i'm like you can't even get on without freezing up much less you know if we're going to do programs for 40 and 50 kids and our patch program has you know eight or nine hundred to participate here in Roan county that's half our population almost and it's like there's no way we can uh, assure good quality internet across the board uh, when Charleston's right. working. So, you know, let's be realistic right. um, about what we're saying. Exactly. Well, Sina said yesterday she was talking to a teacher that has 21 kids in her classroom. And she said, out of those 21 kids, uh, it was either three of them or seven of them have access to true high-speed internet. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I can tell you myself, I got three kids. And, you know, our internet is our hotspot from our phones. You know, it's we have a little, an internet box, one of the hotspots deal, and that's our internet link. And it's, yesterday we didn't even, how long did we not it's have? It's been internet? down for two days. Yeah, our internet's, 
our cell phones at our house and our internet at our house have been down for two days now, which I'm sure is killing Kale because uh, when's the last time you played video games with your friends? Three weeks ago. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, we see where this is going. All my points today with Kale have not worked out in my favor. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> not, you know, when I was, um, when I got home, I was trying to look up some stuff for work and could not do it. And I was like, crap, what's going on? Well, it was our towers down, I guess. So no internet cell service, you know, and we're, we're only, how far am I from town, Joe? Seven miles at the most? Man, yeah, at most. Hey, I'm just past you down the road, but yeah, I don't have uh cable. I don't have, uh, any high speed internet available. I have to use cell phones, so. Right. Turn your mic on. Yeah. Okay. There you go. What were you saying? We don't have an Ethernet cable. Yeah, that's we don't have Ethernet or anything like that. So, uh, and then you know, like I say, I'm I'm on a main road, less than seven miles out of town, and we can't get high speed internet. Well, and actually, coming from the other direction, you can. From your house, you can see where the the pole where DSL yeah. ends on yeah. your. Yeah, you're right. I can see where literally see out my window where it ends, but you know that's just the yeah. reality of living in rural West Virginia. There's a lot of positives, but one of the negatives is infrastructure, so um, and broadband capabilities. So, okay, well, um, I'm not sure what tip we're on four or five. Uh, we're on number four. Four. We have okay. we have this one and two more. So this one is, it's kind of a no-brainer, but then you think about it, okay, yeah, it makes more sense. And this this is one I had to do whenever, and I'll, I'll explain in a minute, create a dedicated space for your work environment. Yeah. means, you know, take, take a room out of your house or, or a certain area of your house, if you're going to work from home, and make that your quote-unquote office. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So whenever it works done for the day, you can shut the door, and that's it, and you're done for the day. And this is one of the things I had to address whenever Tina uh, and I was, you know, when we first started at A&M, I was still working at Burn General Hospital in the IT department. Well, we was in business for about five years, and then I we made the decision that the business was growing enough that I either needed to jump into business full-time or just shut the door. So I made the decision of, leaving your general hospital and it was funny at that point you know seeing and i we've been in business for a few years and i actually had my own office in the house and she had her own office in the house and it was funny at the time a lot of people come up to me saying so are you moving your office not right now so you're going to be working from home yeah well won't you find it difficult to work from home i said well no why i said well if i was home i'd much rather be sitting down watching tv or doing laundry or going outside or doing anything but work i said look i said here's how i'm addressing it if i don't work i can't afford to watch tv or go outside <laughs> yeah i think everybody uh, it's hard to to translate working at home from being sitting on the couch watching tv you know and that's you right. literally I, and i agree wholeheartedly you literally have to have a workspace uh, Cheryl and I have always had an area in our home that's had a desk off to the side with no distractions. And uh, it's one of those things. Kale has a desk in his room uh, where he can sit and hopefully not have distractions. 
to do his schoolwork as he gets more serious with high school work and so forth. Um, but yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think you and Cena are, are poster children for, hey, if we're going to make a business work, you have to have that separation. And, and I tell you, from from our business standpoint, it is much nicer now that we have a dedicated office space that's outside of the home. But, you know, having a dedicated space when we was working from home makes a world of difference because if you're in that dedicated space, you are trained to know, okay, this is where I get my work done. But, you know, just popping a laptop down on your lap in the living room, you will be tempted to watch TV or, oh, I need to go do the laundry or I need to do the dishes or, you know, oh, I, yeah. you know I, I've got time. I, I, I've got about 10 minutes. I can go do this, 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 and this. And then two hours later, it's like, oh, where did the time go? Yep. Now I'm way behind. And I think humans are creatures of habit. So if you're in your house and you're trying to work on the couch, it's hard not to get distracted by the TV or your phone or or whatever else that would be your normal routine, you know, laundry off. Oh, I'm sitting here watching TV. I do laundry at the same time. Um, so I agree with you. That's a very good tip. Designated area, you know, sit down and then utilize it. Be stoic about it. You know, have that routine in place. I'm going to go sit and work right here without distractions and get my work done. So the, the next tip is check with your employer as far as what their quote unquote checklist or requirements are from working from home as far as goals. So, you know, let's say going back to the, to the hospital with the uh, billing department, let's say on average you process a hundred, a uh, hundred claims a day. Okay. So that's your goal. So if you're going to work from home, is your employer going to require you to process the same amount? Or more or less and is that is that checklist of requirements going to be something that you yourself think that you can achieve by working from home yeah yeah that's that's important so that if your employer and yourself need to have an open line of communication and the same expectations yeah that's a really good right tip. So, and it's right That, that could probably be a show to itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> have open communication and have the expectations laid out in a very clear format. Very important stuff. Right. And, right. and the last tip is actually communication is key. Making sure that uh, you stay in constant contact with your employer. It's one of those out of sight, out of mind isn't a... Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it a good thing? Yeah, isn't necessarily a good thing. Maybe they're out of sight and they're not very productive, so we don't even need them. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those out of sight, out of mind, that's not a good thing in this case because you actually want the employer to, to know, yeah, I'm still working. So you know, keeping constant contact with, with the office is a good thing. So then they say, oh, yeah, they are still working from home, and they're still getting their work done. And, oh, yeah, we, don't, we haven't forgot about that person. Yeah. And I gotta say, I'll brag on uh, Kale and the girls as soccer coaches. They have been in constant communication with their players through all this. And then Kale, has that? Um, how's that impacted you with your workouts? Knowing that Coach Kyle or or Coach Sky is, you know, keeping tabs on your work and requiring you to submit uh, examples and the Zoom calls and all that. Has that kept you engaged? Do you feel? Yeah. It lets us know that we still 
can do stuff to better ourselves. So. Okay. Does it make you feel more? Have you felt pretty obligated to turn in your workouts and so forth? Is it, or is it something that you've been feel pretty relaxed about? How much attention do you think they pay to what you're doing? I'd say a good bet because it shows who's working still. Okay. So that communication. I mean, and, and you know, and it's more serious in a work environment. But even I've I've noticed it here with their soccer coaches. Which, granted, like I said, I'll brag on our coaches. We have very very good coaches for our uh, travel soccer team but they have been the epitome of what you're saying Joe that open communication the constant feedback the constant uh, checking in has uh, kept our kids really engaged which is kinda crazy you know we've been out of school for two months out of competition for two months but our, our travel soccer team is still working like crazy on their skills and their technical abilities and the drills and everything they're doing uh, just because of that constant feedback. You still there, Joe? I'm still here. Okay. So as we go, uh, and that, that'll start to wrap it up for us here, and uh, Kel's giving me the time limit signal, but uh, this is a Help Desk with Joe, and Joe has laid out as usual helping out the regular consumer helping out businesses if you have any technology questions uh, or need any help anything along those lines feel free to contact Joe and Cena they're they're local here to Spencer West Virginia but they do a lot of remote work and you can track them down on all the social media feeds A&M digital technologies across the board and of course all the podcasts Joe floats out a ton of information it's just good for everybody it's all good stuff. It's all out there for you to find and see and get help with your technology needs. And you can call them here local in Spencer. Uh, but one of those wonderful things, good people doing good things. And uh, <clears throat> we appreciate everything you and, you and Senior are doing there, Joe. So uh, you want to let people know how to get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Had a had a customer stop by. So, uh, so yeah, I, that's why I was out there for a minute or so. Uh, <laughs> no worries. But yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, if anybody has any technology questions, uh, give us a call, 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com or follow us online. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, or not, well, we're not on Instagram, but we're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at amdigitaltech, all that. Nice. All right, A&M Digital Tech, and that's A&M Digital Technologies with Joe and Cena. So I'll let Kale take us out of here of our live podcast and our live Facebook feed. And that's our show for this week. We'll be back next Wednesday with more information from Joe and Cena and with our Help Desk with Joe series. This is Kim McCutcheon, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe with Pastor Duff. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, news, and updates from our patch students. Patch, community and children first. <laughs>